welcome to the Edge Talk with James and Mo. I'm Monique. And I'm James. We are excited that you all are with us for part two of Belief. This is going to be a good one in my radio voice. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Well, let's go. All right. Well, we're going to pick up where we left off the last time when we started talking about belief and where our beliefs and our belief systems originate from. And when we got done, it really caused me even to go back and think about where did some of the stuff that I think about in my mind, where did it come from? (laughs) Uh, It was funny because when we talk about beliefs, right? You remember (laughs) you saying, uh, you know, it's lightning outside. Oh, yeah. You know what that means? Yeah. Turn the TV off. Turn the TV off, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my grandmother used to make us do that. We're from the South, so anytime there was lightning or a bad storm, you always were required to not just turn off all the uh, your appliances and the TV, radio, anything, but you also had to sit quietly in the dark. Uh, I got a good one, though. When my mom, uh, you know, when people say, when black cats uh, cross your path, mm-hmm. that's bad luck. My, yeah. my mother would say, God bless that cat. Oh, well, that's a good one. And keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> and ain't nothing bad ever happened. Yeah, but I tell you what, this is, it really reminded me again, every time we talk about this, that there are some things that are automatic and almost subconscious with you now, you know, being in our 40s and 50s. And you really have to challenge yourself and ask yourself, where did that come from? Whether it be good or bad. Yeah, true. It stemmed from somewhere. Yeah. And so what we want to talk about today, for those things that are the positive beliefs, then that's great. But many of us receive negative belief or be- negative belief patterns, negative belief systems when we were younger. Some were able to identify them and deal with them along the way to reach six levels of success. But many people are still unknowingly dealing with what we call negative beliefs or limiting beliefs. Yes. And so in part one, we talked about where some of these negative beliefs come from. And we talked about many times from family when you're younger, from educators, from past negative experiences. Maybe someone tried to start a business that didn't work out. Yeah. Peers. Mm-hmm. From your peers. Um, a lot of times from your friends, not knowing that they're shooting a dagger yeah. or saying something. And oftentimes, especially if you have a mindset of dreaming too big, if the people close to you, this is why it's important because you mentioned this in one of our prior podcasts, you got to get around people that have the same kind of mindset you do. Yeah. Because I, if I you're dreaming on 100 and they're just barely existing or surviving, when you come to them and say, oh, my God, I have this great idea about X, Y, Z, the first thing they're going to say is that'll never work. And it's, and it's funny you say that because yesterday I told somebody, I said, if you want to really entertain God and make him smile, dream bigger than you can see and touch. Make him big, yeah. Yeah, if you want to, yeah. yeah. If you want to entertain God, yeah. give him something that that he looks at through you that you can't even see in yourself because yeah. your eyes are not big enough to see it. Yeah. And so that changes a, a disturbance in your own mindset when you, when you put faith in there. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Uh, people can talk about faith, but you know that what the definition of it is. Mm-hmm. And so that stems back to how we view things, how we view ourselves, or how we move forward, or even if we move back. Yeah, yeah. And instead of exercising that faith, which is believing what you don't see, Often, especially if you've had a negative experience or someone has said, 
either you know no one is your in your family's ever done that before you're too young you're too old you don't have enough experience you didn't go to college all of those things become you adopt those negative beliefs and then unknowingly they begin to dictate how you move you're gonna like this one mm-hmm. some people believe what don't happen hmm did you get that mm-hmm. some people believe what don't happen yeah for them yeah and Sometimes in what does not happen is the truth on how you get what you want. Yeah. Can you break that down? Well, just say uh, you can fail at something. You Mm -hmm. don't get it, but you believed for it and you didn't get it. Yeah. There is a lesson in what you didn't get. We don't take the lesson out of it. We take the pain Mm -hmm. and we take the not having and it didn't come when we wanted to because it's the way we wanted it to come. And maybe we were not prepared for Mm -hmm. it and thought we were. Yeah. So that could be because we've seen people, we've coached folks who started their own business, but they didn't have a thorough business plan. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a good marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe they didn't research and make sure they had proper clientele, make sure that their pricing was accurate and adequate, make sure they were properly staffed. Instead of saying, oh, maybe I need to change and switch up my strategy, they say, oh, it must not be for me. You just, you punching me upside the head. (laughs) Do you remember we were watching the movie? Uh, two nights ago, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the guy said, we're going to sell ice cream. Uh, he was telling uh, the basketball, we're going to sell ice cream. Oh, yeah, yeah. We just need some money to start the ice cream. It's oh, going to yeah. be Italian oh, ice. <laughs> yeah. And he said, give me a business plan. Yeah. And then and the guy said, came back, we're going to sell ice cream and they're going to buy it. Yeah, that was the business plan. That, I'm not going to give you no money for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah. yeah, to your point, you've got to be prepared for success. Just wanting it does not make it so. Mm-hmm. So I like when you say from a negative experience, you've got to take the lesson out of it, not the pain. Mm-hmm. So, um, so failed attempts at things cause negative, you know, experience, those negative experiences can cause limiting beliefs going forward. Failed relationships. That's a big one. That's a real big one. People you have a famous saying all the time. What I say? What I say? You say often when people have a bad experience, when they move forward, they're going to find the same person with a different face. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and people don't know how to look at a negative story in a positive way. Mm-hmm. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. One of uh, the parents who I was mentoring their son, he was talking to me and he said, uh, we were sitting in his living room. He said, James, I tried 29 different businesses. And I kept failing, so I became a waiter at Ruth Chris. Mm-hmm. He said, I was making a lot of money waiting because I was, you know, yeah. waiting on high-end people. He said, so I would ask them, a guy tipped me $500 one night. And I was like, wow. You know, he mm-hmm. said, uh, so I asked him, what do you do? And he said, I found a general theme in what everybody did, and it was a process. Mm. He said, so I started another business and went through that process. Mm-hmm. And I went through the process and took all that information and that's how I'm sitting in this $1.5 million house right now. Wow. From being away at Ruth Chris. Yeah. That was the missing ingredient for him. Yeah. A lot of times people just throw the whole recipe away. Yeah. But often all you need is just one or two. He was going from thing to thing to thing. Yeah. But wasn't going through one process. Only thing changes is the product, not yeah. the process. Yeah. No matter what you do. That's good. That's very good. He overcame... Those beliefs, the negative beliefs, which a lot of people, if somebody has done something more than twice, the average person will say, oh, well, 
it must not be meant for me. But I'm glad he was able to see, hey, maybe there was something missing in what I'm hoping for. Let me continue to work on it. Yeah. As opposed to quitting. And then the last um, place a lot of times where negative beliefs come from is stereotypes, negative stereotypes about groups of people of which you may be a part of. And, you know, we talk about this all the time. We'll say, you know, a certain group of people or groups of people are always, you see them on TV and the, the, their portrayal is usually negative. Well, not only does that impact the people watching that regarding that group, but it also can have a negative effect on the people in the group. Where you starting mm-hmm. to think, well, I'm just exactly the same way. You're beginning to adopt those negative thoughts about yourself just because what you see on TV or you're hearing a song or anything like that. Well, I'm going to start something, mm-hmm. okay, uh, when we talk about groups. Uh, I always disagree on this when people say, oh, you know, all, all white people are the same. They just want to use you. Mm-hmm. And we, we say white people. And then people say all black people are lazy mm-hmm. or all. all. That's not true. Yeah. Because I can name just as many white people who have helped me in my life. Exactly. As black people have helped me in my life. Mm-hmm. And I can probably name more black people that have hurt me in my life mm-hmm. than white people that have hurt me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that is, that, that's major. Yeah. So the, you know, there are several categories of limiting beliefs that come from these experiences, mm-hmm. the stereotypes that we have heard, um, those comments and things that friends and family and educators in our past you know, have said to us or even from these negative um, past experiences that we've talked about. How do those negative beliefs appear? Many times what happens is we adopt those negative experiences and it causes a person to form a belief that they can't have or can't do or can't be what is really big in their heart to accomplish. So they kind of dumb down themselves to meet their low level of expectation. Now you're going to make me open up a whole box on that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really your brain's way. When you really want to be at 10 and you settle for five, it's really because it's your brain's way of protecting yourself. It says, I don't want her or I don't want him to have to go and experience the same thing they did in the past. So subconsciously, these thoughts come in my head, which we're going to talk about what some of those thoughts are so we can begin to identify them. But that's the very reason why is it's the purpose is to keep you from experiencing pain similar to similar to what you may have gone through before. But it's dangerous because it doesn't allow you to really realize your dreams and be the big person that you've been designed to be. Let's go. See, you didn't gave me this good tea this morning <laughs> and now I'm about to go in. OK, yeah. here we go. Yep. You ready? Yeah. Okay, let, I want to use you and I, for example. Mm-hmm. When you live separately and commute, yeah. okay, people thought, and, and I, you know, I heard people, how can that work as long distance? Is this, is that? Well, I didn't care what people thought and what people said. Yeah. Uh, people, uh, you know, that I knew that may no longer even be in my circle, mm-hmm. uh, had negative thoughts and feelings and energy towards our relationship, mm-hmm. but it did not matter. Then when we get together, you and I both had lived as individuals so long, Mm -hmm. we had to change our way of thinking of being one in one place. Yep. And you are a fixer and I am a fixer. (laughs) So anything that was wrong, we wanted to be the big fixer for each other when it was a together fix about small things 
that maybe we not didn't agree on, but our ideology ideology was different. Mm-hmm. Small things. It yeah. wasn't even big, but it's the small things that make a shirt come apart. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to sew up the small things. We were able to communicate through all things in our relationship. And I think that's what has made us strong on the back end because we are so resilient together because mm-hmm. I'll ask you, how are you feeling? Your energy is off. Yeah. Um, is it this? Is it that? You'll say, well, maybe we're out of balance. Okay, what's making us out of balance? Because we're like this, we're like that. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it instead of struggle through it separately yeah. or ignoring the feeling. Yeah. People in general, I think, ignore too many feelings and don't express themselves. Let it build up. And then their mindset changes towards people, things, and they don't know how to express it or find a solution to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in your what you just said, one of the things that we could have done was allow other people's beliefs about our, I would call it, uh, non-traditional <laughs> relationship when we first got started. And even now, yeah. um, dictate, oh, God, maybe it won't work if we're not together all the time. Yeah. But you and I have a bigger purpose and we know not only has God called us to be together for ourselves, for our family, for the community, and for the world, so we don't allow distance to yeah. um, to hinder you know our growth in relationship. But it could very well have been someone saying, "Oh, you know, this didn't work for me, so it's probably not going to work for yeah. you." Yeah, but I love is not measured in miles. No, no, it's not. Yeah. That's good. Give me five. Yeah, okay, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now here's the thing that is so important because limiting beliefs are formed when you're younger and they evolve over time. Come but on. Get this. Even though they're negative, what they're going to do subconsciously is it equips you to begin to look for things that match what it is that you believe. So if you believe I'm not worthy, then you're going to attract people and circumstances to confirm your belief that you're not worthy. Mm-hmm. If you believe I'm not good enough for this promotion. You will attract not getting the promotion, but you'll continue to apply, apply, and apply. But because you really don't believe you won't get it anyway, guess what? You don't get it. Yep. Yeah. So it's confirming the negative of what you're believing. Because people don't want to believe until it hurts. Yeah. Do you get my point? Well, I've been here before and I believe like this and it didn't work. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I asked my best friend something one day. It was years ago, and if he hadn't told me this, I don't think, I don't think we'd be married. Mm-hmm. I asked him. I said, "Man, because I've been through some a few bad relationships. Uh, no matter who's the fault it was, yeah. But I asked him. I said, "How do you continue to get in a relationship, and you've been getting hurt time and time again?" And his reply was, "I will not lose the best her because of the hurt." I have either caused or been hurt by from them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to love as hard as I can each time. So I won't miss that person because I didn't try. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. that's good. He Boy. said, I'm not going to let my past experiences. Yeah. I'm not going to let my past yeah. experience, whether I caused it, the breakup or yep. she caused the breakup to stop me the next time. Yeah. For someone new, for someone new. Cause yeah. then I'm going to miss her. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I said, wow. Yeah. That's a very mature way to look at love, especially. Oh, yeah. Once you've been hurt, a lot of times people are like, I don't want to go through that no more. And then look at the trend. Uh, everybody that was in my circle, if you look at it, uh, you and I got married. Mm-hmm. Then uh, 
my other Nate got married. Mm-hmm. Lawrence got married. Mm-hmm. Ken got married. Mm-hmm. Everybody got married. Yeah. But all of us were single at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But look how like-minded people mm-hmm. started thinking, man, yeah. man, man, man. And it works. Yeah, it does. That's why it's important to know and to evaluate who you're around. <laughs> because inevitably, like you said it before, either you're going to get like them, they're going to get like you, no, you're, you're going to get, get like, like them. them. Yeah. So you have to know the quality of people around you. So here are some, let's evaluate some of these limiting beliefs because I think they're important. And here's the thing about them. They come disguised as, I call them reasons or excuses. Mm-hmm. Very good reasons or very good excuses someone could say. A1. A1 yeah. <laughs> For why you're not going to try or why you feel like you can't accomplish something. So here are some common ones and we can talk through some of them. I'm not good enough. Mm. That's a general one, very common when we're sitting and we're talking and we're coaching people. Because a lot of times we'll say, okay, tell me what it is that you're wanting in life. What do you want to accomplish? Now tell me, give me three to five reasons why you feel like you can't. And undoubtedly, one of those reasons is going to be, I don't feel like I'm worthy or good enough. And then we always ask, why Why do you feel that and where did that come from? And you know what's funny? And, and they use it as another word too. You want me to give you that word? Mm-hmm. I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. Yeah. And I have gotten positions that I was not qualified for, but God saw me worthy for. Yep. And so that's the difference. You cannot. So if you, you used to always say this and I, and I love it and I fell in love with this and I, and I started doing this. You cannot think on a natural level when you want supernatural results. So true. It's not the easiest thing. No, to no, do. no. It's hard. I'm not saying, you know. Yeah. It feels weird. Yeah. But if you want something different, you got to do something different. Hmm. So I'm not good enough. Um, I'm too old or too young. Hold on. <laughs> Heard that a lot. Somebody said to me yesterday, called out the blue. It's funny you just brought that up. Mm-hmm. He said, James, w- what if you would have started coaching right when you got out the pros? Mm-hmm. I said I wouldn't have been as prepared as I am now. Yeah, I said so. All that work I'd have put on it all those years probably changed my mindset. Yep, the way people were handled as coaches at that time, and I said the man that I am now is more equipped for all the things I've been through to be successful. Yeah, and you are well able now to handle <laughs> what it is that God has put into your hands. Um, the next thing is. I don't have enough time. This is a good one because we do a lot of coaching with business owners. And a lot of times people say, well, I, I really have this idea in mind to start this, you know, write this book or to start this business, but I just don't have time. And I challenge people. You know how I am about, we're going to do a session on what I call appointment living. But mm. people who know me, my family, my friends, and even clients and people who I've coached for a while, they know I'm not going to allow you to disrupt my day. (laughs) My day is pretty well planned out. Um, I call it appointment living. Why is that important? Because there's a lot of stuff for me to do. I can't on a whim say, okay, yep, I'm going to do this. If I haven't planned it out, it's going to be very difficult for me to get things accomplished. So when someone says, I don't have enough time (laughs) to live out my dream, I don't accept it. I can't accept it. Cannot. Cannot. So if you think about it, everyone has the same 24 hours. That's the only thing that the rich person has that's the same thing (laughs) as a poor person, 24 hours in a day. How you manage that time is going to dictate 
how well you do at accomplishing your goals. So if you find yourself saying, oh, I feel like, you know, there's this book inside of me that I want to write or there's this business that I want to do or I want to go back to college, but I can't because I don't have time. You got to really look at that and challenge yourself. You'll say that for 10 years and you could have took six hours online a exactly. semester and graduated. Yep. Uh, I didn't go back and graduate till I was in my late 40s. Yep. But I did it. Yep. And from that point, everything has played out before and after the way it should. Yeah. But it's because of how we think. And um, you, you said something that was uh, very interesting. And I think uh, we, we try to unravel things. And, and we don't understand that we are tearing everything that we built down at times uh, by not believing when it does not work. Mm-hmm. We cannot unravel, un- unravel our dreams because they don't work when we feel they should work. Yeah. And it changes our mindset and saying, why did I do this at all? And we can't do that to ourselves. Yeah. It's a dangerous, slippery slope because mm-hmm. once you accept failure in one area, you're going to start doing it in other areas of your life. And, and you don't even see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same way with a positive though. Mm-hmm. When you do the smallest thing and then something else happens, it just adds up and becomes a, a mountain of great things happening in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about how to overcome these in the next session. So bear with us, but we want to, you know, begin to show you all where some of these beliefs come from because people will argue you down. I don't have enough time. Or the next one, which is, I don't have enough money. (laughs) Why don't you start that business? I don't have enough money. Okay. But if you don't do something different today, your financial situation is going to always be the same. So you're going to have to interrupt whatever it is you're doing now to do something different. So the fact that you don't have enough time or you don't have enough money should be the very reason why you do as opposed to why you don't do. Preach, sister. So, (laughs) and again, we'll talk about how to overcome those. Um, let's see. So those are like some of the really big ones. I don't have the skill or the talent, which I think you talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't be successful. I don't have a degree. This is a good one for in the area of love. Um, I've been hurt before. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, Ooh, we're going to tear that one down. I don't want to try again. Now, this is a good one, especially when it comes to, um, gaining wealth and that kind of thing. Rich people are greedy. And so mm. I'm not greedy. And so therefore, I don't want to be rich. I mean, I'm just telling you, these are things I've heard people say. And I know you have, too. No, this this is the one. People try to make you feel bad for being rich. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's showing off. Yeah. It's not showing off if I drive up a certain way or I smell a certain way or I feel a certain way. Yeah. But as long as you're nice to them, they're okay. Yeah. But it's like when people say you're doing too much. What is too much? Mm-hmm. I, I think I said this uh, and something else. When a woman says she wants a ten million dollar man, but she has a hundred dollar mindset, yeah, it's not gonna work. Mm-mm. Why he gotta send cars to get me? He can't come pick me up. Yeah. Why? Why we gotta stay at this hotel over here on, on at the top? Yeah. We could just stay in the middle. That's too high to go up. You in the penthouse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. And so you people really think you know maybe that it's people that really do that and act like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah, that's important. Um, another thing that we often hear people say is love is too painful when it comes to relationships. So, again, they just won't try. Here's another one. Men cheat or women lie. So, 
or you'll say people are not looking out for the for my best interests. People are untrustworthy. Well, yeah. if that's your if that's what you believe, then you're likely gonna attract people who are gonna make you feel that way. And and I want to clear something up that I always say: people, them. If that does not pertain to you, it won't hurt. Mm-hmm. You won't feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if I ever say something, it's like, well, you know, most people or you're not in the most. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't include you. Yeah. And so, but I'm speaking of general when it's a big population of people and you see that where the poverty rate is, where middle class is, where upper mm-hmm. class is, where deficiencies are, where we have the most interruption in mental health, yep. then you get what I mean when I say that. So it's, it's not a direct shot at anybody, any group of people. It's just this generalization of what the numbers look like in where we live. Yeah. So these, these are just an example of hundreds of statements or affirmations that people unknowingly tell themselves that are negative that prevent them from living their best life. We want to begin to help you identify them and and really understand them for what they are. And what they really are is a good excuse for why you won't accomplish what it is that you really want to. I would say don't put yourself through the Willie Lynch syndrome. Mm-hmm. And we have still done that to ourselves. And we have to break ourselves out of a way of thinking that will change us in a positive direction, all people. So when you say that, what do you mean? Well, uh, being uh, captive to our own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we can, we are our biggest trap Yeah, mentally. When you're broken mentally, you can be broken physically and still have a mental capacity that you can come back mm-hmm. and build yourself up and do better, be better, run faster, jump higher, and do all those things. But when I went through rehab from tearing my knee, they said the, the part it, that's hard is the mental part. Mental part, yeah. It's not the physical part. We can rebuild your knee, mm-hmm. but you have to rebuild your mind yeah. to say I can plan on it again. And you can take that and take that one piece and make it general pieces of your life about when something is broken, how you have to mentally think and how you have to heal yourself is not just a physical healing. It's a mental healing Mm -hmm. because this is the funny part. You remember when you had your first heartbreak and it felt like your heart hurt and it dropped. Mm -hmm. That was a physical pain. Yeah. But you still had a mental pain attached to that. Yep. It's true. Very true. Mindset is everything. We probably of all the stuff that you and I talk about, about life, our business, all of our relationship, love. It's all about mindset because your mind and what you think has an effect and an impact on your behavior. A lot of times people think you just do, but you really do because you're thinking a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so, again, this is part two of belief. This is a huge one, a huge topic. Because it impacts every area of our life. It impacts our relationship, our family, our career, our money, uh, our mindset, our health. Everything about who we are as a person starts off with what we believe about ourselves. And so this session was really designed to get us all thinking about, okay, are there some things that are on autopilot that I just automatically think about without even thinking about why I'm thinking about it? (laughs) And so... That's the purpose of this session. We're going to start off um, on session three of this with talking about how do we lessen the impact of these um, limiting beliefs or how do we destroy them altogether. And so we just want to thank you all for joining us. Anything else that you want to share while we exit out of this one? Well, no. <laughs> Listen to the edge. 
with James and Mo. We're excited that you guys have joined us. You see, I'll be hitting you with the radio <laughs> Yes. So your homework after today is to go through and identify those things that you believe. Maybe even get a notebook and start jotting down some of those things. And we'll talk about how to rid yourself of these limiting beliefs yes. in session three. Thank you all for joining us at the Edge Talk with James and Mo. And as always, giving you the, the edge. edge.